When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the latest edition of First Down Snapcast, brought to you by Five Star Imports and Memorabilia. My name is Richard Butler, I'm your host, I'm joined by fellow weekly analysts Ian and Charles, and tonight we've got a special guest, Jared Bunch, joining us from the US. How's everyone doing? Thank you, welcome Jared. Hey, it's good here in the US. Uh, nice, nice and warm. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Coronavirus is going down. Yeah, yeah. Numbers are going down. Yeah. And um, they just, just uh, 20 minutes ago, they just announced that you can go, if you've been vaccinated like I have, you can go outside without a mask and you can be inside at a public place without a mask also. Really? That's good news. Yeah. Okay. So they, they just. We've got the pubs opening next week. Inside, we can go inside pubs again next week. So we're all looking forward to that, having a drink. Yeah. Do you still have to wear a mask? Yes, you do. I don't think you do when you sat down. I think no, if you're walking about, point. you've got to you've got to wear them. You've got to put a mask on if you're walking. Down, you're all right. Yeah. I wear a mask anyway. I still I still wear it. It's not it's not a problem to me. So. Yeah. No, I'm 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 one of these. I think even when I think 21st of June they're making a decision if we don't have to wear them again. But I think I might still wear mine for a while. Yeah, it's not it's not just going to go away. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem wearing a mask. So you can you kind of get used to it. But we we don't have to wear them. We don't have to wear them outside. Oh, uh, we wear, we have to wear them if green shops or anything like that. We've got to wear them, but not when we're outside. We don't. Uh, I used to train 
with a mask. Anyway, you know, the, it was to help you work at elevation. Yeah. So I'm used to it, and I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm, Excellent. It's like wearing it's like wearing a seatbelt. You get nobody wanted to wear seatbelts when they first made the law, and, and now you don't even think about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Right. Let's get into it. So, Jared, we see that um, you came through college at Michigan. Now, yep. Michigan is very renowned for a lot of fantastic players coming through over the years, and a great historic setup there. What it was it like when you went to Michigan? Like it was set up, was it all? You knew it was all proper out there. Yeah, see, actually, I'm I'm from Ohio, so going to the University of Michigan was like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but and and actually, I live in uh, my hometown is in Ashtabula, which is three hours and ten minutes from Ann Arbor, but it's four hours from Columbus. So I had a bigger connection, you know, with Michigan. I, I, Ohio State wasn't something that I wanted to, you know, someplace I wanted to go. But Michigan, I, you know, something about I liked the way um, I really liked their their fight song. You know, it was like yeah. one of the best college fight songs when you are um, a Saturday college football. When you hear that song, it was, it was something big. And uh, I really didn't know much about them, but I just, you know, when it was the Michigan-Ohio State game, it was always a huge game. And, you know, I, I liked the helmets. And I used to hear a lot about Bo Schembechler, and I hear a lot about, you know, um, coaching at Ohio State. But when it came down to it, uh, I made the right decision. Uh, when I was at Michigan, we won four Big Ten championships, beat Ohio State four out of five years I was there. Did you think you made the right decision? Because you, st- you went there to be a running back, didn't you? And then they asked you to convert to a tailback. <laughs> at that point, did you think, maybe this it, isn't the right thing? <laughs> uh, it was, it was, that was tough. Uh, I, you know, it was... The year that I was um, recruited there and Michigan, we had the number one recruiting class in the country my my year. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we had like three or four of the top running backs in the country. And then you had me. <laughs> well, I, I did look. Yeah, I looked that because there was Jamie Morris there, one who actually went into the NFL eventually as well. Yeah. Jamie yeah. Morris was already there. He was already there, so he was, you know, at that time he was moving into the, the career leading rusher. Then yeah. we had um, three three guys that were all Americans, and then we had Tony Bowles, Alan Jefferson, Leroy Horde, um, uh, Tracy Williams, and they all. Alan Jefferson was uh, he won the the high school track 100 meters. He ran a 10:19 at, yeah. at school. Yeah, in high school. Yeah. 10:19. And he was Mr. Michigan. Tony Bowles was like, you know, Mr. You know, offensive player of the year or something. And All-American and all that. And our class, that, that recruiting class, was the number one in the country. And I here I am coming from little small town Ashtabula. First player to ever go to a big, you know, get a D1 scholarship. And uh, we, we were, we didn't have a program. We had a football Team, you know, uh, that's it. Uh, there was no weightlifting program. There was no, you know, support. I, I I did it all, you know, with 
by myself or you know trying to get somebody who was a, a, a person that knew about training who helped me out a lot yeah. and that that was that was it yeah so but I, I wanted to go to a mission yeah. just decided to go to Michigan instead of you, you did end up as a captain there didn't you yes I was uh you know that that's that's a, that's a big thing is that when I went to Michigan that first year and it was the number one class we had all these All-Americans and then I wasn't an All-American I wasn't All-State or anything um, so they got a lot of the you know accolades and they had a lot of the stuff talked about them and I had pretty much nothing so when they switched me to fullback uh, the head coach the, the running backs coach said you know listen a good running back comes a dime a dozen but a good fullback is hard to find. And if you can, you know, make this adjustment, next year there are no – we have no fullbacks. You know, you'll be – you have an opportunity to start for four years. And and if you're good, you know, sky's the limit. So out of all of those All-Americans and all those guys that came in, I was the only person that went in the first I was first round draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, just gonna go into that. So obviously you got drafted in the first round by New York Giants. Did you expect to go in the first round based on everything yeah. what happened in moving to your new position? Uh I knew because I played you know, I never played any other position in college. Uh I knew that I, I, I actually after my four years, the fourth year, Leroy Horde was who played both tailback and fullback at Michigan. He left early. So we split a lot of time. And he left early and was drafted in the second round. And then that was the fourth, our fourth year. I was going, I was thinking about not coming back and playing my fifth year. And Leroy, after his rookie year, he, he tells me, he says, listen, you are ranked the number one play, you know, fullback. And so if you're talking about not coming back, I, I would rethink that. So it was Leroy who said, you know, they got you high up on the board. So when I heard that, I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll stick around <laughs> for another year and see what happens with, uh, uh, see what happens. In the, and then it, it came, the, the rankings came out, uh, right before the season started. And so I knew after the season I had, I had a really, I had a good season because I didn't have to split all that time with Leroy. I was now getting more runs because they put me in when they wanted to block. They put Leroy in when they wanted to throw to him or run the fullback. So I got to do all of that. And uh, I, I always tell people, you know, if you want you want four yards, I'm going to get you four yards. You want three yards, I'm going to get you four yards. You want ten yards, I'm going to get you four yards. <laughs> 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 you know, that, that, so that was it. So um, that helped out that uh, I averaged five yards a carry, and it was, you know, and, you know, the fullback doesn't exist that much right now, but yeah. back then, he was a big part of the offense. Yeah, I've got to say, you wouldn't, in, nowadays, you wouldn't see a fullback getting drafted in the first round, because it's, it's not, it's not looked at in that position anymore, is it? How it used to was back then? Not at all. 
Not, not at all. Um, it's, I, I can't remember another fullback like that me because I did, I never played any other position in college in fullback. But there's other guys, other fullbacks that played, you know, running back and fullback, right? Yeah. They may have went in the first round, but the last time that a fullback got drafted first was, was me. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Before that, before that, if that was the last time, and before that, I, I can't think of any that played both. I mean, that just played fullback. Yeah, pure fullback, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that played both. So crazy, because it's such a... Sorry, Charles. And, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, you sound really chilled about it all when you were getting picked in the first round, but it must be a big thing. Were you, were you chilled at the time, or was it really nerve-wracking? It was more than nerve wracking. It was frustrating because um, it was certain teams that back then that was strictly they had an offense that needed a fullback, and then other teams that had an offense that they could if if there was a fullback around we would use one. Otherwise, they would use tight end. They would just you know that's when the H back came in. Mm-hmm. So they would just say, listen, we can we can have three tight ends. And he, he, he can play tight end, fullback, wide receiver, you know, up, sigma, wide, whatever. So I was just one of those guys that was frustrated that I thought I was, I could, I could play running back. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a running, I came here as a running back, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the opportunity to touch the ball as much as I wanted in, in college. And so some teams thought, was thought of me as a running back, like, uh, Washington, if I went to Washington, you know, they liked the big back. You know, that's when they had, you know, they always had a big back that they used. Mm. So some teams had me or some drafts had me going to Washington in the first round. And when it, when Washington picked and they picked a, a defense, ta- uh, defense tackle, um, I was like, you know, well, who's next? So I was just happy whatever team was going to take me first. And when did you when did you get an inkling that it was going to be the Giants? I didn't get an inkling until after they called my name on TV. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. You know, I talked to them uh, at the combine. You know, so that's in February, and they came out and did uh, you know one on one with me at, at Michigan once early, like in February again. That was it. Other teams, you know, flew me out to get, you know, see a doctor and take tests and do all these other things, interview, do all this stuff. But the Giants, I, I talked to them early on, and that was that was it. So out of the blue, out of the blue. But you know, um, they have a lot of they they had a lot of Big Ten players on the team. And, and and we had when I was on the, there, I had two or three, had three guys from Michigan, so it was like a little reunion. They like Big Ten players, they like Midwest players, and and when I got there, one of my uh, teammates from Michigan, he told me he knew they were. He said I knew before that they were going to take you if you were, if you were available, if you were still there, they were going to take you. 
there's always somebody who knows more than you do, isn't there? Yeah, but you know, at that time, man, like right now, after the draft is cool, but the period before, after your last college game and before the draft, it is so, that time is like, it, it is nerve-wracking because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you could, you could be, you know, whatever happens, your life will change, right? Yeah. And, and it, it, it might change like, you know, and you're really happy about it. And it might change and you're like really disappointed that how it happened. Mm. And that sometimes messes up people's careers. And then sometimes that is the, the what propels the person like, like, uh, uh, the quarterback uh, from uh, from Michigan. Um, uh, how can I forget his name? The, the best quarterback in the, in, the, in the in career, best best ever. Uh, what's his name? Just won the Super Bowl. Oh, Mr. Matt Brady. Brady. Yes, Tom Brady. Brady. I was I was thinking Tom about this draft. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He gets drafted in the seventh round. Yeah. You gonna tell me? Do you tell me he, he he has the same career if he was drafted in the first round? Yeah. Yeah. You see a lot a lot of like a few years back. Another example of a quarterback, like Josh Rosen thought he was going number one. He gets drafted right. eight or nine. He gets released by Arizona after the first year. He's at his fifth team, I think, already. And he's not even right. really started playing. You see what I'm it, saying? Yeah. 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 And you know who I, I have a concern? Well, I hope. I hope he doesn't allow this to do this same thing happen. But um, the quarterback from Ohio State... Uh, Oh, um, Fields, Justin Fields. Fields, Justin. Okay, listen, I hope he doesn't allow the fact that he was taken at 10 mess up his career. Because it could be in his head that, you know, I should have, I should have been number one or number two, uh, three guys before me. Forget about it, man. Forget it. You are where you are right now and take off from here. Don't let it mess you up. I think and that messes up a lot of careers. Yeah, I think all that comes to so much media focus nowadays, isn't there? That like the drafts nowadays are nowhere near like they were twenty years ago. Right. There's so much media focus, and it's like every everyone's doing these mock drafts. He's going first. He's going second. He's going third. And now Fields has dropped out of the top ten. He's probably thinking, oh, "Am I not really that? Am I not wanted that much?" It's that well, kind of mentality, isn't it? That. He could think that, or he could think, I'm going to show them, right? I'm going to show them that how wrong they were. Or he could be in between, and if it doesn't work out for him right off the bat, he's like, start questioning himself. Maybe they were right. Maybe I'm not as good as as I think I am. Because and that's why I hope, I hope he doesn't let happen to him. It's, these, you know, it's different. Yeah, all I was going to say is these days, it's like it's like our football over here. There's so much pressure to perform from day one. Right, yeah. it, can, it, can, it can really get in the heads. It can really get in his head. Really get. And I hope he, he can he can deal with that, and and make it work for him. That you know, if they don't put him in, you know, right away, it's okay, man. Take it. Look at look at Rogers. I mean, how many years did Rod, Aaron Rodgers sit on the bench? Four years, yeah, five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
sometimes it's better to wait. If I do it that way as well, you get a lower expectation, so it kind of takes the pressure off a bit. Yeah. Whereas if you throw them straight in, first game, everyone's excited, doesn't perform, it can play havoc with them. Oh, man. I, I, I'm just, I hope that he does. And the reason why I say that is because I saw his face when it was drafted. And that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't yeah. a face of excitement. Yeah. That no, was a face of excitement. No, it wasn't. I'm just glad I never got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, obviously drafted by the Giants. You've already said you came from a small town, went to Michigan, which is bigger. You then went to the Big Apple. So, what was that like? That transition period, moving to New York. Because we've all been, we've all been to New York. It's massive. Times. Obviously, we've been as tourists, but you went there to live. <laughs> so, yeah. it, it, it was, you know, I, everybody that I talked to before was also excited about New York and I just didn't understand it. I was like what's the big deal? So what is, you know, it's another state just like anywhere else and um, it so I didn't allow then I started believing the hype and listening to people and then it's a hard place, and then I found out that New York is a hard place to, you know, it's a hard place. If you're if you're one of them, and you're doing well, it's great. If you're not one of them and you're not doing well, it's going to be rough. It's a rough place. It's a rough place, you know. And so you have to be able to, you know, stay hard, stay stay strong, um, know your know how to deal with it. It's it, it, that's something that, you know, it takes a little bit of time. And it was, for me, it was, you know, I could have handled it a little bit. I could have handled it better, but it wasn't the, the end. It didn't it didn't uh, break me or create any serious problems. But I could have held, I could have done a better job. But uh, I did. It was, it was okay. But it's rough. Yeah, they, they, they do say that. I think the New York media are probably the, the um, worst downfall on their sports teams because they're so. If you have a bad game, they're straight on the star players. It's like your team's just lost. You don't want to be hitting your star players because it's not. What's that going to give them to go the following week? It's a rough. They New York is is as a is a new animal. Different. It's a different animal. It's it's rough, and you it's just. But you have to uh, get used to it. That's you know, if you can if you can get through that period of transition, you're okay, right? You can you you learn how to deal with it. You you learn how to take your bumps because nobody gets a you know gets away with it. Um, they're gonna they're gonna crush you. Any everyone. But they're gonna love everyone too. If they, if you, you know, if you're good, they're gonna love you. If you do something wrong, they're gonna talk about you. But they'll turn around and, and 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 you know give you support that you. But it's it's all about them, you know. For them, it's about them. It's about the fans. That's it. They don't care about nothing else. But how are you gonna make us happy? Yeah. So did you feel loved? Sometimes yes. Sometimes I did. But when I made when I when I would if I fumbled or something they let me have it boy, or uh, or you know, but it, but when I you know you do something well, they let you feel it. You Did do you, something wrong, 
They literally... Because <laughs> <laughs> your second year, you start to take off, didn't it, really, for you, Jack? Because your first year was a lot of special teams, wasn't it? And then your second year, you started to get a lot more playing time on offense. The second year, not only did a lot of playing time, they... they what During the first year... Um, See, the thing is, with a fullback, New York was one of the teams that ran an offense that they ran a running back and fullback, right? And the and the fullback was a fullback, like a lineman in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And they had a, they had Maurice Car they had Maurice Carthon who was good. He was good. He, he I mean he was a very good blocker. They didn't throw the ball to the fullback, so you got a good blocker in there, you know what? I did a, I did well on special teams, but there was no reason. There was no need for, for them to put me in. You know, they tried to put um, uh, systems in where I was like an H-back, and they tried to give me a ball like that. They tried to do things like that. But that was with Ray Hanley, and Ray Hanley was dealing with his own problems. And, the, you know, it was coming off of uh, uh, an offseason where they just won the Super Bowl, and then the head coach leaves before the new season. And the person who they think will be the head coach is is overlooked. You know, the uh, assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, Earhart, was not given the head coaching job. They gave the head coaching job to the running back coach. And I didn't know until midway through the season who Ron Earhart was. Even though he was there every day, He he was never in meetings. He was just around. He was at the locker room. And I found out that Ron Earhart and Ray Hanley, they didn't like each other. Earhart was really upset. Uh, According, this is what I was told. Upset, and I, I can understand, he's the assistant head coach and the offense coordinator. How do you not make him the head coach when the head coach resigns like, a month before this, a month or two before the season, but you give another coach the head coaching position. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know who Ron Earhart was. <laughs> I talked to him a lot. I talked to him all the time. Hey, how you doing? Because he was always around, but I didn't know who he was until <laughs> it was. I remember why I found out who he was. It was is we're about midway through the season, and we, I was coming through the locker room, and he says, "You know what?" If I was in charge, I'd be punching you and Hampton all the time with the ball. I'd have y'all running the ball all the time, all the time, just running it, running it. And I said, I, I went over and I was like, who is this guy? We need to get this guy. <laughs> we need to get this guy in on, on and tell them, right? And then they're like, man, that's your, that's your offensive coordinator. I said, no, no, I'm talking about the guy that's always in the, in the locker room. And he said, that's Ron Earhart. That is our <laughs> offensive coordinator. And I said, well, how come he's never in meetings? And they said, you know, they don't get along. Him and Ray don't get along. And that's, you know, that that's how I found out who he was. And this was like halfway through the season. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's strange, isn't it? When you were obviously, in t- obviously in your second season, but just when you arrived in New York, Obviously, always there's captains already in the team who sort of take the young players from the draft under the wings a bit to like mentor them and stuff. Was, did you get anyone when you arrived in New York who like sort of took you under the wings round the t- round the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. Um, but what we what we usually do is you know 
the running backs stick together. We do a lot. We did a lot. So with uh, Rodney Hampton, who was the number one pick the year before me, um, so we were we were close. And then Lewis Tillman and uh, David Meggett, and then uh, they had old man O.J. Anderson. So we were always together. We did a lot of stuff together. But Rodney and I and Lewis, we spent a lot of time together. Um, but it was just because that's the group. And then we had, um, like I said, uh, other guys from Michigan who actually were there. Uh, like, um, Jumbo Elliott was a lineman who we played at Michigan like two, two, two or three years together. And then he was at, uh, on the Giants and he lived literally like, uh, two miles from me. So, uh, like down, almost on the same street. So we were, we were, we were close. But besides that, um, for me and for the Giants, it was like, once you got there, it was more of, you know, you're grown, you're a grown man now. And everybody's got their family, you know, some are married, got chill with children or, you know, have a lot of women <laughs> or whatever. So when you're together, you're together. But when you're apart, you have things to do. So, that was that was more of it. But as far as mentors, it was just the groups. Yeah, yeah. just the groups. Yeah. And and then in, after you sort of started to settle yourself into the team, that's when you had a, you had the knee injury, didn't you? In, uh, was it in training camp where that happened? Yeah. So after the, you know two years of uh, that first year with Ray Hanley, we went eight and eight my rookie year and didn't play much. Uh, of offense, did a lot of especially in second year. Before the season was over, Ray Hanley came up to me and said, listen, um, we think that you're everything that we were looking for when we drafted you. It's just as the season went on, we were only, you know, there was not much that we needed from you, you know, that we weren't getting from the fullback anyway. So yeah. we didn't think it would be, you know, we didn't want to risk getting an injury or whatever for, you know, just what we were doing. So they released Maurice right after the season. After the season, before the uh, second season, they released him in March, February or March. And they came and said, listen, you, you know, we told you we're, we think you're it. We think you, you're everything what we, what we wanted. So it's all on you now. So the season started and Although we didn't have a good, we went six and ten. We led the league in rushing, even from a six and ten team. We led the league in rushing, yeah. and Rod Rodney rushed for over a thousand yards, and me from the fullback position, I rushed for over five hundred yards, and and I was second in the attempt, yeah, yeah, in the league yeah, in the NFL, yeah, yeah. So uh, that. That that's why I got that uh, offensive player of the year um, yeah. Yeah. from the Giants. But it was it was based on you know we don't we only won six games that year so <laughs> that was, that a, was, lot that of rush, was a lot of rushing yeah. yards I'd say but you like to say you were six and ten yeah right that was the Especially, end of you know, if a team, if a team's struggling they quite often tend to resort to the passing game a lot more as well don't they it shows they had faith in the rushing game to carry it on. 
we were we were doing a lot of good things, uh, running ball. And but that was when also when you know uh, Dallas Cowboys was just dominant, man. You know those wow. those that. What do, you, what do you expect if you look the other way, Jack? 92, 93, yeah. they were 94, they were... That was their time, wasn't it? It really was, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, 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 94. I, that, I played in only one game, well, that I remember, as a professional, where we got beat so bad that it was, I mean... They beat us up so bad a few times. One time they beat us up so bad on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> I mean, they beat us by um, maybe five touchdowns. Yeah. But that was something. Yeah. So the following season, you did play, didn't you, though, Jared, still? You had your injury, but you did come back, didn't you, didn't that season? And so... Oh, it was the year, the year, the year that I got hurt. Yeah, was the third year, and I got that was third year. I came back, was looking, looking. I thought I was, you know, coming off of that year of the offensive player. I thought, oh wow, okay, finally. Yeah. Um, this is my time. Yeah. It's my time exactly. My yeah. and uh, contract year two it was a, it was a contract year, and we got a new. New coach Dan Dan Reeves comes in, and um, he we knew he was bringing in a new offense too. The question was because in all of Dan Reeves's offense that he ran, the fullback was not a he was one of those linemen in the backfield. So the question was, what was he going to do with me? And when he came, uh, Rodney Rodney. Um, held out for a new contract. So all through camp or through camp, I was the featured back. So it was like, it was finally, I was a running back again. <laughs> <laughs> what you, so what you went to Michigan to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we were running the, um, one back, a lot of one back system. And in the, in the very first, uh, scrimmage, uh, um, I get my knee busted. Get knee busted, and it was uh, it, so it, it kept me out for four weeks. But it was it was a tear, but it wasn't a tear of the ACL. It was a tear of the MCL. So I didn't have to get you know. It was one of those. Let's see how it works without surgery. Yeah. And when I came back. It was not working like it. It worked, but it wasn't working like it, you know, before. And I started playing, and I fumbled twice in one game. And after that, the second time, you could tell that the often um, they lost all. Uh, they were no longer uh, thinking that I could carry the ball. Mm. Right, because I fumbled twice in the one game, and it went downhill from there. Just so every time, every time, every time I would come in on Monday or uh, Wednesday for uh, practice, and they put in the offense, there was nothing, nothing for for me. 
There was nothing. It was just a alignment in the, you know, alignment in the backfield or something. And from that point, I started getting sick. For some reason, I don't know what it was. I, I mean, I would, I couldn't do anything. I didn't know what it was. And it turned out I had, I had, uh, they thought I had pneumonia. And so they put me, they didn't put me in hospital, but they said, you gotta stay home. They put me on some medication, whatever. And then a couple weeks go by and it didn't go away. I would try to come out to practice. And then I just, no, no breath. I had no wind. I couldn't breathe. I was choking. And it felt like I was going to die. Uh, cause I couldn't get any, any wind. I was, <clears throat> and it turned out I had whooping cough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the pertussis, pertussis is what they call it. And, um, so they, I had to stay away from the team for like, Two, three more weeks. So I was out for a total of five weeks. And that helped my knee because my knee was, you know, that five weeks I couldn't do anything. So my knee got better. And then I came back. And then after that five weeks, I I come back. It was like, you know, team was already doing well. Um, I started, came in and started playing again, but the, Offense was no longer um, involved, involving a fullback, and so after the season was over, I told uh, there was a problem. My knee. I told them that my knee was still bothering me, and they kept putting it off. And then they finally did a, a, a operation on my foot or something that was previous. And then that was another month of not working with my knee. So the knee got even worse. So then I go in and say, listen, there is something wrong with my knee. They give me an x-ray and my knee is bone on bone with the kneecap. And it's like, oh, you need surgery right away. And it's like, but, listen, I say, you need surgery right away. But this is already May. I don't know if you'll be ready for the season this year. So let's see. And they said, well, maybe we can do this other procedure called a lateral release and you'll be able to play. And I'm like, wait a minute. If you tell me I need one surgery and then you turn around and say, but we can do this. I don't want something that's just temporary. He's like, no, lateral release will be able to. So I went and got a second opinion. And the second opinion guy said a lateral release would work. So I got the lateral release from them. And and did all my training and did everything there and then came back. And when I came back, I couldn't pass the physical. And, and I, uh, so I was released because I didn't pass the physical. Just, just going back to the, we were talking about the draft earlier on and the, and, and the pressures and the mental problems that it can cause. How did this, news and knee injury how did that affect you mentally really i thought that it was just you know because every year i I, every year football you get injured you get hurt or whatever and in the off season a lot of times you get surgery you rehab come back done or if you don't need surgery you just rehab for the whole time so i thought mentally of all these years that during the off season you just 
you know, do, do this workout, get it fixed. I thought that this was just something that needed time, like every other injury that I had, and I thought it would be okay. So them, it didn't matter what the doctor said. I thought time is all I needed, and and I would be okay. So I I really thought what they were saying was just saying you need more time than you know because the first one he says you need a realignment, but I don't think you'll be ready for the season. So we'll do this procedure, and you will be ready for the season. So I'm thinking, all right. So whatever it is that you just need a little more time. That so was my mindset. Yeah. So they don't they, they then don't renew your contract, and you end up. So no, my contract was up. It was up already. Right. Last year, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So um, I didn't pass it, and what happened is I didn't pass the physical. So if you don't pass the physical, then you know you don't your contract is no good. Yeah. So yeah. so I didn't pass the physical, and then went to uh, I got a call from the Raiders. They said, "Listen, we know that you're uh, dealing with something with your knee, but they had just lost their fullback, their running back, and they needed another. They said, we want we want you to come." right now so no one else picks you up so we'll sign you right now and you can for the first two weeks we'll just you know just keep you on rehab and then we have a bye week and then after the bye week you'll be you should be ready to go but that was the plan i went out there i signed with the raiders and um started working out trying to do everything and it just was not working man (laughs) The muscle, the muscle started pulling. I start, you know, while training, you get unbalanced. When one leg's strong, so much stronger than the other, you try to run, and the imbalance creates another problem somewhere else. And that's what happens. Start getting another problem somewhere else, and couldn't couldn't get it done. And I was taking so many painkillers and shots and getting all kinds of stuff. And at that time, I was only 26, only four years in the league. You know, I'm like, man, what am I doing? I mean, so I said, I'm going cold turkey. And I went and stopped taking everything. And when I did that, I tried to do natural stuff and all kind of martial arts. That's how I got into martial arts. But it wasn't working. My mind would say, move over here. And... Before I could move over there, the play is over. And it was it was just that was that was the problem. Well you must have done something you must have done something right with martial arts, because aren't you a black belt? Black belt, yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that when you said it. Yeah. I'm, a, uh, I'm a black belt world champion, baby. Most <laughs> <PNM> champion. <laughs> I am I have multiple, but I started off as a, you know, it's a funny thing. The reason why I started that too is, you know, after, after all that in football, then I got into acting because of, at that time it was LA Raiders and I was here in LA and that's where I got into entertainment because the opportunity was here. And I did the Don King story. I played George Foreman and that's when George Foreman was the, 
you know, he was the heavyweight champion. He was just destroying everybody. Yeah. People saw the movie and didn't know that it was me and thought that I was a real fighter. Wow. And then, so I started getting contacted to see if I wanted to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, um, uh, got a, a call from, uh, King of the Cage and they asked me if I wanted to fight another former NFL player in the pay-per-view main event. And I, they told me how much and I said, yes. And they told me he was, he knew, he was a former player and he knew jujitsu. So, um, they were going to put me with a guy to learn a little bit of jujitsu. So three times a week for about four or five weeks, I would train, you know, I watched some videos of UFC and thought I knew I was going to do it. So, so what? And went in there and the guy caught me in a choke and I, and I, I didn't know what I was doing and I lost. So then I found out, I was like, what is this, this, uh, you know, jujitsu? And I started training jujitsu. I had been training martial arts before because of my injuries and I was using that as the, 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 what was the basis of me getting back my strength and all that. So that's how I first got into martial arts, but then that's why I got into jujitsu by fighting that one fight and losing. And then fell in love with jujitsu and started fighting in every tournament that came up. And I got my black belt in four years and just continued, you know. But I would train. I was training that like like it was football, you know, every day, seven times a week, eight times a week, more than once on, you know, sometimes two times a day. But I like that. Looking yeah. back on it now, you think that you threw yourself so hard into the martial arts to try and sort of, again, going back to the mental issues that you might, may or, not, may or may not have been suffering with the uh, not being able to play football anymore. It definitely helped. helped. It helped the fact that I was doing it, doing something that I enjoyed and Physically, it, it was something that I was physically doing, you know, and me to be stimulated, it was like, you know, the physical, physical thing that really helped me. And, um, you know, cause to sit down and just, just, that's, that's, that's not as easy for me to, you know, put my hands on it and yeah. learn, you know, figure it out and, you know, tinkle with it. <laughs> When you did the sorry, sorry, Joe. Um, when you did the George Foreman film, uh, the Don King film, sorry, I should say, were you thinking that was just going to be a one-off acting appearance, no. or did you have that as a, a goal? No, 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 that no, for sure not. That was I. I had already been in acting school for over, you know, did acting school for two years. Really? And then I, yeah, I was with a drama workshop for more than two years. And, um, uh, that, the Don King thing was my big break. Yeah. I had already been doing commercials and, and, and television. My first TV thing was a reenactment on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> 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 and I, I remember, um, 
my mother calling me saying that uh, some cousins called up and was like, they thought that I was the guy that was the, <laughs> the, the real thing. It's like, no, no. So my mother said, I had to tell him, no. He was just playing the guy in a reenactment. But uh, at least the uh, rank here and didn't ring the police. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> Yeah. He's a wrong one. Arrested. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing that I did. Yeah. Uh, but the Don King thing was, that was the thing that made me a actor who once played football instead yeah. of a football player trying to, trying to be an actor. Yeah. 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 And you've got your own production company now, haven't you? Yeah, well, the the fact that I, I was doing, I was working a lot in commercials, did a lot, I still do, still try to get as much commercials as I can. Um, they were all sports related. So, and when I'm doing these commercials, they were like, you know, they were asking me questions. Is You know, is this realistic? Um, would they really do it like this, you know? And there was an opening for, you know, that. Uh, someone sitting in that space that 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 brings real now there's so many of them but back yeah. then when I first started first started um, that's why I started the production company that yeah. uh, you, you know you're looking for football players athletes you know fighters blah blah, blah whatever um, and you want it to be real and so and the second part was uh, people like actors like me who are you know, they're in a certain um, box, which is not bad. But uh, if the opportunity's not there, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna work. So yeah. I was trying to come up with, you know, try to come up with something on, for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You've, done, you've done quite a few movies, I can see, but there's one that I, if, if 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 nobody else is going to mention it, it's the same I'm one I know. Yeah, it's the one I was going to say. <laughs> Django Unchained. Django Unchained. How the hell did that come about? <laughs> All right, so I, here's the this, this thing is it's about you know connections. I did a movie um, with with one of the guys who's really close to uh, Quentin, and Quentin was telling him about this movie, and he says, "Hey man, I just did a movie with Jared Bunch. Man, you gotta you gotta see him because there was a fight scene." And I, you know, like, you know, jujitsu was, I was, there was always some publication that was saying what I just won. So he had saw it. And he said, I just did a movie with him. He would be great for this fight scene. And so uh, I called up my agent, told them, you know, they sent it in and uh, I went in, auditioned for it. Then they called back and said, you know, Quentin wants to meet with you. I go back and, and, and meet with Quentin and Quentin says, um, he's like, I like you. I, I, I have one fight scene in, in this movie and I want you to do it. I want, I want, I want to use you as that. And I'm like, cool. All right. I checked it out. We were all set. And then some, uh, while he was shooting, um, Django, uh, other movies were being shot too. And, um, uh, something happened on another movie that put Django behind. So we had to uh, postpone for like three months. And if he would have hired me at that moment, he would have had to pay me for three months for doing nothing, just sitting around. 
So he decided to switch it to a local hire, somebody in New Orleans, because the film at that point was filming, we're filming in New Orleans. So he just switched me from the guy doing the fight scene to a local guy who, who was doing a fight scene. So my, but the, I'm still in the movie, still shot there for like two months or whatever, but what you see is the cut version. I mean, the fir- first cut of the movie when he did it had was five hours. Yeah, I mean, all, with Tarantino. The yeah. first, first cut of Django was five hours. And um, so, yeah, of course, the studio was like, we can't do that. And he shut it, cut it down to what you see. But, and my part was switched from the guy, if you've seen the movie, the fight scene, that originally was me, but then they switched, they had to switch it to the guy who was a local hire in New Orleans. So they didn't have to keep me in New Orleans for three months doing nothing. So, yeah. I mean, it got, it paid well, but I wish, uh, they would have done more for my career. I, I, I mean, I love the fact working with all those guys, it was great. Um, Samuel Jackson, uh, Jamie, we still, still, when we see each other, we still talk. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, we used to go to, he, we would go to his house every weekend, uh, especially to watch UFC fights. Um, it was, it was great. You've not, you've not mentioned one actor in that movie, and I didn't recognize him first time I saw the film. Don Johnson. Did you have anything to do with him? I know we didn't do any scenes together. <laughs> you know, his character was was uh, before his before uh, we, our part. So we didn't do any scenes together, and I never met him. I didn't meet him. I've never met him either. So there's two of us. <laughs> Don Don Johnson is Mammy Vice. Mammy Vice is huge over yeah. here. It was huge. Yeah. And listen, it was, it was, there was a lot of big name A-list actors on that movie. Mm. And there, that was the best, that was the best set that I ever worked on. No egos, zero egos. Nobody was on there like, you know, doing whatever they wanted, saying, you know, coming in when they wanted to come in. And it was professional. Guys did their job. Guys, you know, talk to each other. Um, you know, helped if you needed help. And after afterwards, if you wanted to, you know, go out and have a drink or you know get something to eat, it was everything was cool. Now I worked with Samuel Jackson before, and it, he wasn't like that. But on this film, which was ten years later, he couldn't have been more nice. Yeah, cool. Just. Going back to your, in your NFL career, Jared, who would you say is the best player you've ever played with or played Lawrence against? Lawrence Taylor, it was the best player that ever. Uh, I mean, now, when we played together, he wasn't the same Lawrence as he was when he was younger. But looking at him, bro, he was the best uh, best player I've seen, right? Um Ever guy playing against the Reverend um, from 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 Green Bay? Uh, he died 
of sleep apnea. What's his name? Um, Reggie White. Oh, yeah. yeah. Reggie White. No question. Bro, he hit me one time with just his hand. <laughs> no question, the one of the strongest person. He was being blocked by somebody, one of our linemen. And I had a free shot to come and just, you know, push him on. He saw me coming while being blocked and hit me with just one hand in my chest. And it was, you could have swore, it was like, oh, 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 and I'm a big man. Come on, man. I'm a big man. But he he did me like I was like 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 I was a baby. Well, just talking talking about while you were a baby. On on the um, on the internet, Ugh. it says about you being involved in a lawnmower accident. Oh man! Tell when I was five, about when I was five years old. Five years old. When I was five years old, I I, I we had a we had a a, a, a tractor like lawnmower, you know. That you drive that car, and I wanted to. I wanted to drive. I wanted to drive. I wanted to drive a go kart. I thought it's a go kart. And we got into a me and one of my neighbors, who was he at the time. He was probably eight. <laughs> we were fighting over who was going to drive. So he started driving. I jumped on it and fell off, and my foot went underneath the uh, underneath. Oh. Got caught. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. It, it, it got it got my fourth toe. This one, right? And all the rest of the toes are fine, except for this toe right here. It oh, could have been. You, you think it'd have gone for your big toe? Oh, <laughs> you're right. But look, it only got one. Yeah. One. Yeah. Look. Look. Look at my hands. Oh, that's a strange that goes. <laughs> that's, that's from football, is it? That's from, yes, it is. No, that's from football. And jiu-jitsu. And jiu-jitsu. Too much fighting. Football and jiu-jitsu. Well, what I'd like to say, Jared, on behalf of... You know, whole, sorry, before oh, you sorry. stop this, I have got one last question. You've, you've coached Beverly Hills high school team at the moment, don't you? I I just stepped down. Did because, you? Yes. It it is it's rough. I I love coaching, but um, man, it is rough when you only have twenty two, twenty three kids. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah. Right. We we still still I I got them to play hard and win, mm. but it's hard when it's not important to them yeah. to all yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. But you well, guys, you. Sorry, if you go on in. My question is, this is, I don't know whether you can answer it, is there still a swimming pool under the gym that opens in the high school? 100%. You'll, you'll know why I'm asking this. These two won't, I don't think. Have you two both seen It's a Wonderful Life? I knew you were going to say It's a Wonderful Life as soon as you said about the swimming pool. <laughs> yes, that's where it was filmed. That is, that's, the, uh, that's the high school where it was filmed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> Really, Ian. Ian, I'll just I'll just got to say to Ian, we can't talk too much about films 
because we were getting Richard all nervous because we're not talking about football. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> that was silly. <laughs> hey, oh, but you, but sorry, you, but you you moved on to this. I, I saw this thing about this Bill Walsh diversity coaching fellowship. Are you going to try and get into the NFL? Yeah, I, I, I was with the Rams last year, be, mm. uh, last summer. So uh, before the season, I was with the Rams, and uh, uh, the 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 pandemic kind of put a damper on it because everything was virtual, so we had to do everything online. But it's a great program where they take former players who are in coaching and put them, give them the opportunity to work with teams and. When the, before the season, during the off season, and sometimes um, right before the season, they can keep you on if there's a position. But it's all built to try to get more coaches or more players into coaching, and you, uh, especially, you, especially with 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 a professional team instead of the college or high school. They're trying to get you with a professional team, and it's it's good for your re- resume. So yeah. we need to be going back next season. I was uh, I want to I have to uh, yeah yeah I will be I now will I be with the Rams I don't know uh, that's the good thing about it is that you have your you know it's it's they have to choose you but you put down your first second and third um, choices of, of where you would like to be I can so I'm not, I, I can put a word in I'm just going to ask which was your first one is it going to be Raiders first one. <laughs> looks nice to go, go, go and coach up in Vegas <laughs> yeah. see that's the thing is that I live here and that's what made it easy now I, I will go wherever but it will be harder because then I have to leave my wife or you know or yeah. leave my wife yeah. would I bring her there if, and if it's only short term you know that's the difference but if it's if you you know it's different when you or offered a job, got the job, you can, you know, move or uproot and move. But when it's just a short period of time, you, not, you don't know how long you'll be there. Yeah, I'm going to, sure. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to the Raiders and put a word in for you if you like. <laughs> oh, you can do that. You want me to start? <laughs> you, can, you can do that. Actually, I have something coming up. Um, we Their Raiders are really good with doing things now with alumni. So, uh and they have something coming up that's right there in Las Vegas on the Strip. Have you been over there yet? Have yeah, you yeah, been here to he has, three times to two or three times to LA? No, Vegas. to Las Vegas. Las Vegas, no, not to Vegas. Been to LA. I'll just start again. I've been two or three times to Las Vegas as well, but not since not, the since, Raiders, not not since the stadium has been built. Yeah. Now the the stadium is literally like right. Around the corner from the strip. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is like literally right there. So it's a, it's in a great spot. Yeah, we tried. We, we were thinking of going this season, but it's um, right with the pandemic. It's um, yeah. We'll just yeah. see. It's early days yet. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I know. Excellent. Well, Jared, let's. Hang on, Richard. Hang on, Richard. Oh, here we go. Come on, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> every week, Jared. It, just, just every week. Just It'll be eight thirty your time, Jared, before he starts. <laughs> just, just before you go, Jared, and I know you've probably got better things to do, but 
I've just came across something, last knockings before we came on, a, a thing called Cameo.com. Yeah. I, I can pay some money and I can get you to say <laughs> happy birthday to Ian. Yes, you can. You sure can. And I've seen, I've seen some of your acting, your acting brilliance. So <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I might do it. It's between you and Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah is i i, I think he's is he on there too he's on there he's on yeah. there. <laughs> i can get i can get don johnson to sing happy birthday for 375 pounds so look, there's some there's something else somebody else besides uh cameo there's another one that's in uk that keeps sending me to sign up, I, I want to know if you know what that one is. Uh, let me look at. Uh, it's called. Uh, it's called me- memo. Menio, M E M N O. You ever heard of that? Nah. No, we're, we're not. We're not the. We're not the happening people to ask. Yeah. <laughs> they keep on. They keep. Uh, it says, uh, we're similar to, to celeb voicemail, but we're more localized approach. We're growing rapidly in Canada, UK, and the rest of Europe. So voicemail. So I can have you on my voicemail. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Look, I don't, they keep on asking me to sign up for for it. Memo. M-E-M-M-O. Memo. Mm. No, it's not one I've come up with. I've seen quite a bit, but not this memo. No. We we don't need to anyway. What we can do is we can edit this and we can turn it into a voicemail for each of us. So we've got you on there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just cut and paste it all. (laughs) That's That's all you have to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all rubbish at video editing, so yeah. no chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll just have to pay. <laughs> yeah. I usually end up trying to edit me out of this, surprisingly yeah. enough. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we do that, Charles. So, hey, so what games are over play, being played over there this year? So we've got New York Jets against the Falcons and Miami and Jacksonville coming over to the Tottenham Stadium. Is that will you guys be going or no? Yes. Yes, we'll be all going. Yeah. It's easy for me because I live quite near there. <laughs> we, myself and Richard live further up north. We live up in the north of England, but uh, Charles lives in London. Oh, so you're you're close to Nottingham? Uh, um, further north. Yeah, a bit further north. Yeah, a couple of hours further north. About Le- I'm nearer to Leeds, and Ian's nearer to York. Leeds. Yeah. Who, do you know, who do you know in Nottingham? I had an event. I fought in the uh, ADCC World Championships Grappling Championships in twenty. I think that was twenty two thousand nine or two thousand ten. I think it was. It was uh, in Nottingham. Yeah, Nottingham's not too far. Whereabouts in Nottingham, do you remember? It was an arena. What was, what's the arena there? Oh, they're always renaming them based on... Yeah, it's, it's probably the O2 now, isn't it? Yeah. Is there, yeah. 
So we we flew into London Heathrow. Right? Heathrow, yeah. What's the other, where's, where is the other one? Gatwick. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we flew in not Gatwick. Heathrow, then. Heathrow, yeah. All right, but so Nottingham is how far from 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 there? It's about two hours. For you, for you in America. No, no. Uh, <laughs> oh no, London to Nottingham's uh, about it's about two hours from Heathrow to Nottingham. Yeah. We took a cab. Yeah, we took a cab. Did you realize? was happy yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, he was. So it was. Uh, and then he retired. <laughs> yeah, Fabrizio Verdun, his sister. He and I flew in together, and his yeah. sister lives in London. And so he wanted to say and see his sister, his sister. So we stayed at his sister's house and saw her. But then the the fight was in Nottingham. So we took a cab to Nottingham. So, all right, all right. So now to go back, to take this story out, to go back, because we didn't want to fly into Gatwick because it had to stop. Only direct flight was into Heathrow. After my last fight, I had to get back to Heathrow. I got there at like right before 11, the last train. I was taking the train or whatever it is. You got a subway or whatever. The last two. Yeah, two. Right. Last one. And I didn't have any. I only had American money. So I said, listen, uh, I got to get there to catch a flight. The guy's like, okay. I had to see the uh, supervisor. He said, all right, go ahead. I took tube all the way to the airport or to the other place where Heathrow was. And so I say, I need to get into wherever the flight that was going to the United States. But the flight didn't leave until the next morning, like nine, ten o'clock. So I thought I would walk. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, see, I did not know. I thought it was like LAX, where the yeah. the terminal, the terminal one was here, and terminal two was just you know. So I said, "Oh no, my flight doesn't leave until you know ten o'clock." So it's like, no, you you can't. I'm like, no, I gotta, I can just walk. <laughs> and they said, I don't want there a lot of people to walk out there. And then I said, oh, last bus leaving. So I got on the bus. Yeah. And I'm thinking that I'm, yeah, all right, get on. The, I'll take the bus. I get on the bus, and we going and going and going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, woo. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I could. I uh. Uh-uh. I couldn't have walked this. No. No. <laughs> Ended up sleeping in there. Sleeping in the airport. Um, waiting for my next flight. Yeah. Back. Come on. Then. So, all right. So, well, well, I say, Jared. From my behalf of everyone at First Down Snapcast, it's been a pleasure to have you on, and for you giving up some time to speak about you. NFL career, college career, acting, and your 
stories around Nottingham <laughs> and yeah. you for a walk. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pleasure, Jared. Thank you for your time. Yeah, really appreciate thank you very it, mate. It's been, uh, Nice and, and, and Charles will hit you up when he's spoke to Gruden and everyone to get in at Raiders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'll be in touch. <laughs> All right, you guys take it easy. Uh, take it easy. Yeah, take Thank it you easy, very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. NFL news and rumors. So the schedule is released this week, guys. We'll touch on the London games first. Now we have two games at Tottenham, New York Jets against the Atlanta Falcons and Jacksonville, the home team, against Miami. Now, two great games, a lot of prospects there, um, but obviously a lot of uproar about the lack of games. In fact, we're down from four to two, no Wembley, but we're still in technically a pandemic and the Wembley contract doesn't exist no more, so I think two is a reasonable amount. I was thinking. I was thinking two uh, was a bad thing at first because obviously they they they're wanting to broaden the horizons. You know, they want to go to Germany. They want to you know they, they want to go elsewhere in Europe. But I, I really think that you're right that the pandemic has is, is, is cut it down to two two this year. Well, Mexico have lost their game, haven't they, in this year? So yeah, that's two have, years yeah. Mexico have not had a game. Yeah, I Buffalo are going to Canada, are they? No, I don't think they are. I wasn't 100% sure on that, but I don't think they are. I can't see it anyway with the pandemic end. You know, I don't know if it's definite, but yeah, I think two's fair enough. If hopefully that'll happen and you, you do get people moaning about the quality of the teams. But well, let's be honest, Miami could have a really good season. Jacksonville have got have the number one draft pick. They've got Trevor Lawrence like coming out. Like they've got a winning season, possibly. Yeah, it's, you just always get people moaning. People, all people want, well, not, what, not all people want, but these who moan, they want the big teams over every year. Why aren't Green Bay coming over? And, you know, they want Dallas over. They want New England over. And it's not going to happen every year, is it? don't work like that. It's only just this year with this new contract, which comes into force next year, which is forcing the big teams to go and play abroad. Yeah. And, and, and I was reading into that. And the more reason they'll come and do it now is because Green Bay, if they wanted to, could now potentially go and negotiate a deal with Saudi Arabia to play there because then they're entitled to the extra money. So the teams have got a bit more control now over where they want to go. Did this work before? Because I, I remember reading something a few years ago that Jacksonville said they made as much from the Wembley game Two as Wembley, they do yeah. from three home games. Yeah, that's correct. And that's why it was better for them. And I know they're not one of the best supported teams, but yeah. Some, of them, some of them games over here, Jacksonville are bad. The Dallas game, the destroyed Baltimore one year. The, it did. The, was it forty points to seven or something like yeah, that? Baltimore and we, right we sat next to a really annoying Baltimore fan. He <laughs> <laughs> well, was only annoying for the first quarter. <laughs> then he was yeah. just sat there. <laughs> but then there was like there was also the last minute one with Buffalo, Jacksonville, provide entertainment. The, yeah. And the, we've said it before: the amount of money they've invested into. Flag football in London, coaching in, over in his yeah, country. Yeah, no, fair. The Colts game was a good game. Where they, I think that was their first win in London. Yeah, it was. When they played yeah. the Colts. That was a good game. Yeah. So they've invested a lot. And the, the, apparently they're talking to Wembley so they can have more home games there. And like I say, if it's financially better for Jacksonville, they're going to keep doing it. They've just got to obviously get this contract in place to do it. And it's not going to happen this year, but... If next year we have two games at Tottenham and Jags play two home games, 
you back up to four games. Which would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, but someone will slow more because the team's got to come over. But, but we're still, you know, we're still looking to get anything. It's not our sport, end of the day. The thing what? is, what other would there be if the Premier League, and they did talk about it once, all the playing a game, game in America. In America. Yeah. yeah, everyone kicks up. Yeah, people going absolutely mental. It doesn't happen in other sports, or not many other sports, does it? So, for them to do what they're doing, I mean, it's, it's a financial thing, because... They know over there the market's saturated and, and they're worried about it declining, if anything. So what have they got to do? They've got to look outside their borders and try and grow it in places like the UK and Germany. And Ireland have got a lot of support over there, haven't they? You know, they have a college game over they there. Do. That's what I mean. I think Ireland pushed college, don't they? And they yeah. get quite a lot of co- I've, been to, I've been to a college game over there. Yeah. It was really good. The atmosphere was... Well, we were talking about... We were all talking about doing it last, it last, last season. Season before. When it your wedding. It was your wedding we were discussing it. Yeah, we were, going, yeah. we were going to go last year, weren't we? But obviously, yeah. the pandemic threw it all out. Yeah. Else. It's interesting that all the Americans seem to know, I say all the Americans, a bit of a sweeping statement, but they all seem to know about this disaster, this fiasco that was the European Super League. You know, because that the, these are things that they kind of take for granted because it's almost a little bit easier for them to set things, set things in motion. Yeah. Whereas there's outrage when we try to do anything. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, we're going to the game, so you've got New York against Atlanta Falcons. Now, on paper, that looks, you'd think, Atlanta are going to win that. But Atlanta had the struggles last year, but it looks like what they've done, they're now a ready-made team to win by drafted, obviously drafted Pitts in draft. Jets got a quarterback, and I know they drafted Darnold before, but they've built around with extra picks as well. So, obviously, New York Jets are going to struggle because they're probably... Still going to be not the best team in their division, but they're probably going to be a lot more competitive when they came over um, five years ago when they played Miami. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of hype there with the draft picks with Pitts and Wilson. What we're going to be on show? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all, I can't say a lot because I just agree with you. I think I think it'll be a decent game. You know, it's Jets are trying to rebuild or build, and Atlanta. Are I mean, looking all right, aren't they? I don't think yeah. they're gonna. They're not gonna be talking about you know like a few years ago when they, they were getting the Super Bowl. They're not. They're not gonna be up there. But I think I to me that they look as though they could be a half decent team. So well, I think it'd be. I think it could be a good game. Yeah. I think Atlanta are looking at there. Tampa are probably the, be- the best team in the NFC South. Yeah. Drew Brees is retired, so there's a bit of up and outs about the same. So Atlanta are probably thinking we want to be the second team in that division now. Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe you can sneak in the playoffs, can't you? Yeah. Crucially, looking at, looking at that game, and, and the other one perhaps is, to me, the teams on paper, I would say, are of similar abilities. Because you don't yeah. want games to come over here, when which is the majority of UK fans are going to watch. You don't want games coming over here when there's a huge imbalance in the teams. Because well, who wants to uh, watch one side? Did you, did you two attend the um, Saints-Miami one when it was a whitewash? And the Rams whitewashed? Yeah, 20 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They will, you don't want to, as much as it's good to see a team absolutely destroy someone. I it's think not a spectacle, is it? My favourite one, them. I think, apart from Dallas coming over, my favourite one I think was Atlanta against Detroit, and I can't remember oh. which round was it. Atlanta was sixteen nil up, and Detroit yeah. won it seventeen sixteen. But it was a retaken field goal with the last kick of the game. Yeah, but it they was. missed it, and then it was retaken and they scored it, and that's that was a great game. Twenty fourteen, that won it. Especially, especially when something most, like that, yeah. Especially when a lot of the fans are going to be neutral. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's great to have evenly matched games, you know, close right to the end. And I think both these games fit that bill. Yeah. Plus, you're seeing a few of the top uh, picks from the draft. Exactly. Going to that second game, you've got Tua, who was picked in the top ten last year, against Mr. Overall. Now, by the time Jacksonville come over, he's probably going to have lost a regular season game for the first time in his career. What week What week are they coming over? Six. No, it's seven, isn't it? Week six and seven in the UK, so it'll be week seven. Week seven is up, so he'll have lost six regular season games by then. Oh, no, come on, give him one. They're playing, they're playing, they're playing Houston week one. Sure, oh, he's going to get a win there. You've got, you've got there, in that one game, you've got Trevor Lawrence, who was obviously the first pick, but then the, you've got Tagovailoa, if I said that right. You probably um, did, but I'm not even going to try. I, I've never said his name out loud, I think. Yes. I've said it twice. That's, that's why everyone calls him Tua, Charles. Yeah. He, 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 was get exciting, he, he was an exciting prospect when he, when he, when he went in the draft. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 you can't even say he underperformed last season. He only got yeah. a few games under his belt. And he's only going to get better, I'd have exactly. thought. The very, very evenly matched team, but it's also a battle of Florida. And who else may they play in? If it's not all blown up in his face by uh, Yeah, we need it's to get the tight end. Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. <laughs> now, going on to this, right, I, I know we're straying a bit, but there's a lot of arguments this week, and a lot of players have come out and said, how's he getting a job before Colin Kaepernick? It's all raised its head again. Now, is it a publicity stunt? I know the coach had him at Florida, at college, at Urban Meyer, but... Is it a publicity stunt to sell T-shirts? I don't know. Wouldn't Kaepernick be a publicity stunt? Yeah, I think that divides the, the states so much, doesn't it, that that's why they don't do it with Kaepernick. But I, I don't know. I think it is probably a publicity stunt, T-Bow. Because he's, he's, he's not been mentioned in the NFL landscape since he left Denver. No. He... Like you get odd players who are like, oh, he might come back, or like, it's like about, nine, about nine years, isn't it? Since yeah, a couple of years, a few years, and it's not often players can come back. But it's also he's playing in a totally new position, which I yeah. think, you know, maybe I get excited too much, but I think that's really exciting yeah, just to see yeah. if he pulls but, it off, and it certainly it, adds to the, uh, to, to the potential to the spectacle if he gets as far as the first game. But yeah, it is. It is a spectacle. But it's, he's coming in. So as a quarterback, he's taking a tight end role from potentially a tight end person who's not going to get a team this year. He'll get dropped from a squad. Yeah, but if he's good, the argument is if he's yeah, good he's enough. Not good enough then, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, it would be interesting. It's it'd be interesting to see if anyone picks Tim Tebow in the fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> so we've spoken a little bit about the London games. Obviously, we don't know exactly when tickets have been gone sale but the schedule was released obviously for everyone else now week one first game of the season I think it was this was always going to be a game looking at Tampa's home teams who were able to play I think it was always going to be Dallas I don't think there was any option I think Buffalo were on there but I think it was, it, it was always going to be Dallas they weren't going to have Kansas yeah, I was City first game would they no, I was hoping it wasn't and I mean as you know we're, we're looking at going we we're sort of going to bide our time a bit, see what the situation is. But when we're thinking of going over week one, watching that, and then you've got and the other game which we're looking at going to is New Orleans against Green Bay, which again is that going to be the first game for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, as Charles mentioned to me when we were discussing it. 
Well, I'll tell you a little, I'll tell this, I said this to Charles last night, Ian. So, obviously, CBS, Fox, and they all buy up how many games they're going to show on the Sunday. Yeah. Fox, for the late games, have bought the rights for Green Bay versus New Orleans, but they've also bought the rights for Denver versus the New York Giants, and that's it. So, they're thinking, if he goes to Denver, we can put Denver, we'll show a Denver game prime time, so they've covered bases there. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, looking at the schedules, there's some interesting games. Um, just saying, just, just, just before you go through the rest, I was interested in whether they would go with, um, obviously I'm already admitting I'm wrong, but I was interested to see whether they would go with the, the, the Cowboys-Tampa Bay game, because everyone is going to be, obviously it's, it's all about audience numbers, but everyone will watch the first game of the season. So yeah. the Tampa Bay against Dallas would be big any time in the season. Did they really have to show it as the opening That's a good point, because it, it's, I mean, apart from the fact that that's fun, it's a known fact that Dallas, the ratings, for, if you look at all the all the top ratings for any regular season game, the top ten, it, it's all full of Dallas games, because they yeah. get the ratings, and it's because people either love them, and they are well supported, Rather or people don't love them, they hate them. And they watch I know what you say, it's a good point, what you're saying, did it need to be, for the ratings, did it need to be Dallas, because... You're putting the Super Bowl champions on, so it could be against anyone, and have Tampa against Dallas later in the season when you're still going to get the top ratings in the week. Because everyone will watch the first yeah. game. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's the first game to come back for Dak as well, isn't it? So hopefully that, that might be the hero in that first game back. Yeah. 42-0. Um, 42-0. Yeah, the first. Tampa, yeah, Bay, Tampa Bay 42, <laughs> Dallas 0. <nil. laughs> So there's a couple, there's quite a few interesting matchups. Obviously, week four, Brady goes back to Foxborough. Yeah, Foxborough. Foxborough. Also in week one, though, there's the small matter of Sam Darnold versus the New York Jets. How many people are wanting Carolina just to wipe the floor with New York? Yeah, that was bigger that, isn't it? Yeah, I did see that. I'm not I not look at much, but because I, I do think, I don't. Well, I'm saying I do think. I don't know, but. I feel for Sam Darnold because he wasn't really given a chance, was he? He was brought in, drafted early, there how He was never given a chance there, and then he's just been dumped. So, yeah, yeah I'd love to see him do them. And him outperform him, outperform. Yeah, definitely. A couple of the big games. So, Steelers played Buffalo Week 1, but the probably most interesting one as well, the repeat of the AFC Championship game between Cleveland and Kansas. Yeah. Some big games, isn't there, that first week? Yeah. It's going yeah. to be interesting. Uh, Thanksgiving, obviously Dallas always on on Thanksgiving, but we know that. So we've got Chicago-Detroit. So it's not... I think it's Chicago-Detroit, the one, the only one which is always the same every Thanksgiving. I'm sure someone will tell us if I'm wrong. No. But always feels like that's always the first game on Thanksgiving. No, it's not, it's not always. It's... Um... It's, it's, obviously, it's Detroit play and Dallas play, yeah. and then it's, it's another game. And it's funny, you know, because people moan now, saying, and not so much over here, I've not heard it over here, because Thanksgiving's not a thing over here, is it? But in America, you see people moaning, saying, why is it Dallas and Detroit on Thanksgiving? Well, it's because Dallas and Detroit were the only two teams who wanted to do it in the first place, so that's how it became the tradition, because they yeah. wanted to do it, and the other teams didn't. That's crazy. So we've got... Chicago, Detroit, Las Vegas and Dallas, and it'll finish the night off with Buffalo and the Saints. So, 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting. You're just trying to... Now, now you promote the casino in Leeds. That's where you... Well, yeah, we'll be having a Thanksgiving night on Thursday, yeah. 25th of November. Tickets go on sale soon. Yeah, just get yes. in there, little plug. Yeah, yeah I thought you were going to start then. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of other things. Cam, Cam Newton returns to Carolina during the season. Does he? he do, well, week, no, what, he won't. What he won't, week is it? You're looking at what week is it? He's already gone by that week. Yeah. It's not week 10. <laughs> oh, you, know, you know my thoughts on that. <laughs> There's more chance. If I'm born out on that, you'll never be the last of it. Yeah. No. Did you see the stat about every time San Francisco started with Detroit they won the Super Bowl? No. So the last two times San Francisco have started the season with Detroit, they've won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Remind us about that one. Yeah, that's not going to happen this year, is it? No, nah, I'm sure. And it'll, we can, obviously we'll, we'll know because Luke Lee will be crying at Super Bowl night or I'll be laughing. Yeah. Um, Did you mention Brady going to the Pats? Yeah, week four. Yeah. Week four. Okay. Are you doing a draft night special now? No, this, you, this is know. exactly why I'm saying it. Because, no doubt, if I'm saying it, it's been mentioned. Oh, yeah. Can I pull another one out, just in case? Yeah. yeah. What about Goff v Stafford? Oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Nobody's mentioned that yet. No. No, no we haven't mentioned <laughs> that one, Charles. That's a yeah. great one for me. That's um, I'm looking forward to that. And so also, yeah. first time regular season, because it's been expanded, it goes into the second week of January. Yeah, it's quite funny, because I, when I first saw that um, Dallas were on against Tampa Bay, when it got announced, I, was, I saw this thing, and it said, the, kicking off the biggest NFL season ever. And I was sitting there thinking, a bit cocky, why do you think it's going to be the biggest ever? And then I realised <laughs> it's because it is literally the biggest ever. <laughs> yeah, second, it actually runs through to the second week of February now. Yeah. Is, but... We've lost a pre-season game, but I'm happy about that. And I think a lot of fans are as well. I think four was just a bit... Who's, I think who's by, really bothered? Who's really bothered with this? It's awful, aren't they? You just... You, your starters are on for the first half in game one, game two. Yeah. They play a bit more in game three and four, but... Well, game four, they don't. Game four's an absolute joke. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all the people who are just clinging on for places. But, but it does show the number of injuries last season does know that they do need some yeah. sort of pre-season. You do that need is needed. pre-season because... If San Francisco had a pre-season, they probably wouldn't have lost the entire roster. And they wouldn't have been as bad as they were. But it's definitely going to be an interesting season. And the fixtures are really good. And, yeah, it's counting it down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And we'll just drop it on a latest player signing. So, Charles, I just want to get your opinion. Obviously, the Sundance kid, Aaron Rodgers, hasn't sailed off into the sunset yet. But You're going to mention Blake Bortles. Blake right? Bortles has been picked up. So, obviously... Richard, tell, on... us, tell us your little stat about that. No, because I don't think it's actually right. <laughs> no, <he's... laughs> I need to see the stand-up. But, are we saying Jordan Love's not ready if Rogers goes, so Blake Bortles is the starter for this year? From what, from what I've seen, they're the saying uh, Love's not ready. So... It's startling that they've made this move. I mean, you'd be thinking that, that that's the end of, of Rodgers. Or, 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 at least they're covering the bases, aren't they? Because yeah. I don't think they know what he's going to do. It's like I said to Charles, Aaron could just stay on the 9th of September. I don't want to play this weekend. I'm retiring. But in fairness, he's not, he's not saying he doesn't want to stay. He's not saying he, he, he wants to stay. I mean, it's all rumour at the moment it's just the press trying to milk it for all it's worth because it's a good it's a big headline it almost overshadowed the draft 
in fairness. Yeah. But nobody has actually officially said anything, so it's pure speculation. And and we're unlikely to know till the the training camps kick out kick in in um, in June. So there's a little while yet. Yeah. See if it turns up. I need to. Maybe I need to edit this video. It looks like I'm sat on Ian's lap for the way on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, well... Where does it? I've got, I've got the grid view on now. You can't... Yeah. You no, it does look like he's getting a bit friendly with you. Yeah, on together mode, it doesn't look great. Uh, so, obviously, I can't see it, so I'm not... So, oh. guys, obviously, we've had Jared on tonight. with a fantastic guest. And Ian yeah. Charles, thanks for your time, as always. And we'll see you all guys next week. Hopefully, yeah. my case. Well, yes. Why? What are you doing? I'm on the road. Jack. And don't you come back no more. No more, no more, no more. So, thanks again, guys. Speak to you all next week. Cheers. Bye. Thank you very much. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.